Hello everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to the weekly groceries. Look where we are. We're in a brand new location and I'm taking you on my adventures with me. Uh, we are currently in Sharm El Sheikh, Egypt. Um, a place I didn't really expect to be. This is a very unexpected, spontaneous holiday, but it's absolutely beautiful. I am I'm such a sunshine girl, I'm such a sun baby that I feel honestly in my element when I'm in a hot place and I just get to soak in the sun and I have this um, sunstone necklace which I'll show you real close, it's so beautiful, look it's glimmering, it's glimmering and glittering in the sunshine um, but basically to recharge this crystal you need to put it in sunlight uh, so in England it's been very deprived. It's been screaming at me, please, please take me on holiday, take me away into the sunshine. So I've just honoured, honoured what it wanted. Um, but this is for vitality and feeling creatively energised. It's linked to the sacral chakra. So this is when I saw this crystal, I knew instantly that I wanted it. It felt very resonant with me. I just looked at it and it had this kind of beautiful shimmer about it that I was just very drawn into. Um, so I like to wear this a lot of the time, but yes, I'm just feeling <laughs> I'm feeling so happy right now and I want to send you all some of this good juju. Thank you for joining me on the weekly groceries. If you're new here, this is a space where every single week I talk to you about life insights. We just talk about life really, how to grow the garden of our lives together and I give you some food for thought, food for heart and food for your soul for you to be nourished on your spiritual journey so if you're enjoying this please give it a thumbs up let me know how your week has been let me know what you're grateful for um, and so that we can you know get a conversation going and interact together because I do like to hear you know what other people are up to it's, it's nice that we all live our individual lives and we all weave our own paths and we can collaborate together and share that with each other so that I can essentially deliver to you a slice of what I'm experiencing in my life um, to convey to you the kinds of things that I'm going through on this spiritual journey and my process because although I do enjoy talking you know in a concise way about certain topics in my shorter videos the weekly groceries is honestly just a space where we chill out uh, you get to know me more and I can share with you in real time what's actually happening in my life so before we get into that I'd actually quite like to do a little meditation with you just a just a little brief one um, to calm ourselves, to absorb what's going on around us. I mean, right now I'm so fucking grateful to be here. I'm feeling so blessed. It was so easy to, to travel here uh, and there's not, not really any restrictions going on. Honestly, it feels like normal life, which is how it's supposed to be. Uh, if you've been on my channel for a long time, you know how I feel about all that stuff. Um, but I've got you a cup of cold lemongrass infused water. Uh, this is all the lemongrass and it smells amazing. Oh. Life is so good. <laughs> I've actually cried tears of joy a lot in my time being here just purely because I'm feeling such a blissful state of being right now. I feel so in love with life and obviously the weather. The weather here has a lot to do with that. The environment that I'm in has a lot to do with that but I've just been experiencing such a, an opening of my heart lately which is what I kind of want to chat to you about in this weekly groceries but before we get into that let's do a little uh, meditation together and 
I'm going to drink some of your, your tea for you as per usual. Oh, got a bit of lemongrass in my mouth. <laughs> oh. But yeah, let's chill out together, kick your feet up. You know, if you're looking for a video or a space where I'm going to be really getting to the point and, you know, being really concise about things, this isn't the space. This is a space for me to spontaneously just chit chat about whatever, whatever comes to mind, whatever feels like coming through at this moment to transmit to you um, so that we can just be real with each other. So if you'd like to get into a comfortable space and just place your hands on your knees, close your eyes if you'd like to, or you can look at the video and try and immerse yourself in the environment that um, we're in together right now. But let's just take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, and out through the mouth. And just feel your breath. Feel that good air moving through your body. And just imagine with every breath, you're breathing in energy from the environment around you. You're breathing in life force, amplifying your vitality, and also amplifying the amount of presence that you can have with yourself right now and with me also. Because presence is everything. I've been learning a lot about how to be more present lately. How to be more present with uncomfortable feelings that arise when we start to expose ourselves more or become more vulnerable. And just reflect on how often do you allow yourself to be vulnerable? When we, when we breathe and we come back into our body and we remind ourselves, we reassure ourselves that we are safe, that nothing is wrong with us, that how we feel is not our fault, that who we actually are is not wrong. That's when we can truly open ourselves up to be vulnerable because what stops us from doing that is the fear of ridicule or rejection, fear of saying the wrong thing, fear of our feelings not being reciprocated. All of these things, they create blockages to really allowing more connection into our lives. So just really feel your breath right now. Feel the breath as a tool to really calm you down. And guys, I just really wish that I could send you a jar, a big fat fucking jar of this sunshine right through the screen right now and just pour it right into your heart. <laughs> That's what I want right now. <laughs> so just imagine and place your hands on your heart. Just imagine your heart opening up like a flower and just imagine that I'm pouring in some liquid gold all up in there. And it's getting between 
all the different crevices in your heart, warming you from the inside out, filling you with fresh, vibrant, revitalized, loving energy. I love being alive. I think there's so many things to love about this life. And if you can't really resonate the same wavelength as that right now, that's totally okay. Maybe you're going through a rough period or you're just not really feeling too great. This is why the osmosis of joy and the osmosis of love is actually something I want to talk about today. Because osmosis means, and my partner explained this to me, osmosis means, I believe, quote me if I'm wrong, that there is a dense form of liquid or gas or whatever that eventually transfers itself to something of a lower density to even out the amount of um, liquid or gas in both areas so that it kind of becomes dispersed throughout. It's from a high concentration to a low concentration, then it, it then becomes balanced between all areas so that there's the same amount of concentration between everything. I hope, I hope that's right, I don't know. <laughs> We're not here to talk about the technicalities of science, are we? But the osmosis of love is something that I really feel is so important in life. And what I mean by that is just knowing that there is there are different sources of love everywhere you go, everywhere you go. And just because you feel empty or lacking of it inside does not mean that it's completely devoid, does not mean that it's not accessible to you, does not mean that it's not something that you can have. And when you're finding it hard to tap into the reservoir of love that is dwelling within you, in those moments, you really have to just be very tender with yourself. You have to be very tender with yourself because I do believe that love is the most important thing in this life. Without it, what, what, what is there? <laughs> if we don't have that sheer, pure, loving enjoyment for the things that we're doing and the people around us, then really it's all just smokes and mirrors, isn't it? Int it, <laughs> nearly went into my Yorkshire accent then. Int it, love. <laughs> Would you like some more tea, love? Hmm. <laughs> Oh, it's slightly lukewarm, it's all right. But I find that I was able to really cultivate more inner joy for myself as I grow on this journey to genuinely get to a point where I can say that I'm happy most of the time. Honestly, I am happy most of the time. I'm smiling quite a lot of the time. I don't really go through those bouts anymore where I, where I used to in the past of just intensely feeling what we talked about in the last weekly groceries or talking about spiritual archaeology, I would feel these intense bursts of worthlessness or feeling doubtful about myself or just feeling really shit about life or just feeling upset about um, things in my family. And those moments were very intensely kind of dragging down moments where it felt very hard to access love. It felt very hard to soothe myself. But as I've grown on this path and as I am able to watch my mind more through things like meditation those intense egoic mind patterns stopped having such a hold on me 
which naturally allowed more of my innate joy to come through. And the thing is that we are all naturally happy. You are naturally joyful. It's just the density that we accumulate from the world that kind of starts weighing on our consciousness. It's those dense mind patterns, it's those dense feelings that we aren't quite sure how to break free of. But what ultimately dissolves and transmutes those more dense feelings is love. Is to be lovingly present with yourself and to be lovingly present with other people as well. And I'm here with my partner and we're having a really lovely time together. It's really amazing. And this is the first, honestly, this is the first time that I've ever felt with a guy not insecure and not anxious. And I think that is a result of both growing on my spiritual journey because um, I find that relationships have always been such an important area of my life for me to grow. That's why I would go on lots of dates with people and I use dating essentially as, an, as a training ground, as an arena for me to find out more of who I am outside of my friendships, outside of my family, outside of school. It was a way for me to find out who am I when I'm just kind of meeting strangers and connecting with new people in this, in this kind of more independent way. And it really showed me a lot about myself because our romantic relationships are an area where we're going to be shown our inner demons, essentially. It kind of holds up a very clear, vast mirror for you to really look at yourself and be shown the things that you need to heal about yourself. Because anything that annoys you about other people, especially that you're dating or the, that you're with, anything that annoys you about them or anything that really triggers you when you're with them, it's going to be elevated, it's going to be amplified when you're with them, purely because uh, we get attached to these people. It's like when we're growing up with our family, we're attached to our family, so naturally we are very, you know, compelled by winning their affection, winning their approval. And we can do that in a myriad of ways and we start developing all these different mechanisms to try and protect ourselves and shut down and defend ourselves to avoid feeling any sort of rejection or to, to avoid any sort of betrayal or feelings of hurt because we so desperately want their trust. We want them to be there for us. We want them to give us that love. And especially if you grew up in an environment where that was not available to you, where love really did not feel very freely given to you, you either felt like you had to earn it or they just your parents or family were not available for you growing up or you were just in situations where you felt deprived of that loving presence that I'm talking about, then your romantic relationships are going to really open up a vortex, really, of your inner shadows, your inner world that you have not yet faced. And that's why I feel like it's such an amazing avenue for growth. And that's why I choose to see it in that way. Because from every person that I've dated, I've always found that they were teaching me such an, a huge higher lesson that I could not find if I had just gone on my own and not dated and just kept myself to myself essentially. And obviously sometimes that is the easier choice because we might need to heal ourselves before we can you know, be intimate with other people or we might be closing ourselves off because we're afraid of getting hurt again. And so one thing that I wanna just talk about really quickly is how we 
project our past experiences onto our future experiences, especially with the people that we are intimate with, the people that we date, because this is a common theme that I find a lot of people go through and it's something that I observe within myself as well. Because in the past, um, and also the reason that I attribute not feeling um, anxious or and really feeling self-assured uh, in the relationship that I'm in is partially due to the growth that I'm going to be talking about in this video, but also because my partner offers that loving presence and we, we kind of mirror each other in that way so that we can give each other that loving presence and really be emotionally available for each other. And that's why in the weekly groceries of the week I talked about how to be more emotionally available because this is a process that I'm experiencing in real time. And it's interesting because I really felt um, at the beginning of our relationship that I was having some resurfacing of the emotional unavailability that existed inside of me. There was a part of me actually that was questioning, am I actually deserving of someone that is so loving and kind? And I had to really face that amplification of those inner doubts, those inner shadows, that would otherwise not have existed had I just shied away from um, love or just kind of been on my own and just being single. So you see that this amplification of our inner wounds is actually a good thing. For every single person that I've dated, it's always shown me, you know, what are these lurking insecurities that I have within me? Where do I still not feel I can fully trust that I am good enough for this person? or trust that this person actually likes me. And those were the kind of inner doubts that I would sometimes face when I'd be dating people. I'd always have these kind of questionable mind patterns that before, a few years ago, I was very unconscious of. It was just something that I was playing out habitually. I kind of felt like it was normal to feel anxious with people. I felt like it was normal to feel that kind of, oh, kind of inner conflict, inner tension within myself of does this person actually like me or not? And that's the thing about relationships and dating is that if you're unconsciously living out these patterns, they're going to feel so familiar to you that you kind of are addicted to them in some way. You think that, oh, well, if I feel anxious about this person or if I feel like I'm always kind of chasing after this person, that must mean I really, really like them. And you kind of use that as a measure of how much you like someone is the degree to which how, how much anxiety you have with them. And that was something that I actually felt like I was kind of being drawn into. It's like an addiction in a way because it's an addictive feeling to kind of feel not wanted, if that's what you've always been accustomed to. Especially growing up and you had that family dynamic going on with your parents where you felt like you had to earn their affection or you had to earn their attention or you really felt like you weren't deserving of their love. That pattern is going to resurface itself in the future in your romantic relationships and it's going to feel kind of addictive in a way if you're unconscious of it. So you'll always repeat this pattern and lure, uh, kind of magnetize to you people that vibrate at that kind of frequency that mirrors back to you your feelings of undeservedness. I don't even know if that's a word, but it is now. They will mirror back to you those feelings of worthlessness because that's what you hold inside of you. That, that content is inside of your consciousness. It's lodged inside of your body as an unhealed wound. And therefore you will attract people that maybe don't show you that much interest or people that aren't really that sure about you or don't really want to commit to you. And that's a pattern that I would find would play out when I'd date people. And I'd always try and play it cool because I, would, I felt like that was my sort of way of building this kind of armor around myself. 
unconsciously of course i don't i don't put on this armor consciously and be like yes this is good this is how i'm going to, to protect myself so i don't get hurt oh my god it's not really like that you just do these things um habitually because it's your way of trying to keep safe it's just the mind trying to conjure a certain mechanism to find security and find safety and to prevent yourself from being vulnerable and that's really what it all bottles down to that's why i asked you when was the last time you really allowed yourself to be fully vulnerable when was the last time so you see that that's why awareness is everything loving presence is everything because then you can be lovingly present with those self-sabotaging things that you do to push away love or to not really feel desirable not really feel worthy not really feel like you can receive everything that other people want to give you and really allow yourself to connect in that way because it's so much easier to just kind of shy away from it and I found that myself kind of um, sabotaging in a way I found this this kind of resurfacing of this sabotaging coming up for me where I would feel for example that my partner was being too needy for just being nice to me and just overtly showing how he felt and being very expressive with me so that's where I could see that oh there's a lingering emotional unavailability within me because there was a part of me that was not able to hold the capacity of really feeling deserving and willingly receiving what someone else was trying to openly share with me and give to me so that's why we really have to look inside of ourselves otherwise you know for example with me otherwise I would have just pushed pushed him away I would have pushed him away and we actually spoke about this and he said to me do you know do you know why pushing away is a mechanism do you know why that exists or why that fear is there like a fear of committing or a fear of really allowing yourself to go deeper with someone and I, I was reflecting on I was like I don't actually know I don't know what this is and he said to me it's a fear that that loving presence or fear that that trust is going to be broken or that that interest being shown is going to go away and that was very illuminating to me because I hadn't thought about that before, which is why it's very, it's very nice to be able to have this mirror reflected back to me so I can basically look at my own shit, look at my own shit and own it. But because in the past, and this is where we talk about how we project our past experiences onto our future and why it's very important to be conscious of this so that you can actually be more present now and not inflict your past unresolved uh, feelings of distrust onto the future people that you meet and connect with because otherwise you're just totally closing your heart opening your heart requires you to be very present in the now and sit with any residual feelings of discomfort or tension or distrust so that you don't just cast it onto the other person and make them responsible for how you feel but in the past i, I became conscious of this this uh tendency to have this kind of belief that I'm not enough to keep someone interested in me and I didn't realize that that was such a potent feeling for me it was like the common thread throughout um, the people that I've dated even if they were genuinely showing interest in me even if they actually really liked me um, I would feel this kind of sense of lacking I would just feel like 
um, an anxiety about not feeling enough for them to actually like me and want to be with me. And instead of psychoanalyzing why did this happen, it's because this happened when I was a child and I had this particular memory of this person leaving or blah blah blah, which you can do to get a better understanding of, of where this tendency is coming from and you can watch last week's weekly groceries because I talk more about not psychoanalyzing but just kind of looking at your past and appreciating it and taking away the lesson from it. But I found that I would then, and I was still then projecting that onto him and kind of feeling like, oh, maybe I'm not enough for him. Maybe I'm not enough to keep him interested in me. And that was something that I've really had to learn how to dissolve by just being vulnerable and just being okay with, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And I want to enjoy the connection as much as possible in the now and not have that fear cast out into the future of what if this doesn't work out or what if this, um, what if I, what if that trust is broken, for example? And you know, those kinds of questions, they're gonna come into your head because uh, uh, romantic relationships, they really do bring out that part of us that kind of uh, feels more insecure, that feels more weak. But it's about, are you going to entertain those kind of questions in your head when your mind is conjuring that kind of shit? Or are you just going to see the questions arise and decide not to entertain them anyway? It's just the, the mind running out old programs of fear. And that's why I want to talk about the osmosis of joy and the osmosis of love is because when we are able to be lovingly present with ourselves, whenever those feelings do arise, we can then share that loving presence with the other person and actually be with them be present with them, not making them responsible for how we feel, not blaming them for not giving us enough love, for example, not desiring so much that we aren't necessarily desiring them anymore, but we're desiring the validation that they can give us. That's when we can really open up and blossom to authentic connection. And thus we see that, for example, someone that is, if you, are, if you become someone that is able to be lovingly present, you're able to really hold space for someone else's emotions, you're able to hold space for your own insecurities without projecting them onto other people and making them try and remedy, remedy the, your feelings of lack for you, then we can see that that love that kind of becomes a current, it becomes a vortex within you. And then you get a high concentration of inner love that can then be dispersed by osmosis to the people around you, not just your partner or the people you're dating, but just the people around you and wherever you go. And I remember back in England, we were walking through a place called Cheltenham. We were going for dinner and I saw this girl that was linked arms with someone. I, I don't know who that, who that other person was, but we walked past each other and I was linking arms with my partner and we walked past each other and I just caught eyes with her and I saw this glint of pure love in her eyes just pure happiness pure joy and at the time i was feeling the same i was feeling just this really giddy happy kind of wow i'm just so in love with life right now and we just looked at each other and we shared that look of just i know how you're feeling right now i know you feel it i know you can feel it in the air right now just this pure love i cannot describe that 
exchange that we had in that moment. It was just a split second and then she walked off again because we were just both laughing. But that is going to be etched into my consciousness probably for a very long time, until my memory fails me probably. Because I just felt in that moment, wow, this actually exists. This is a, this is a frequency, a wavelength that actually exists. Even though maybe it, it doesn't last for a very long time because, you know, gurus, for example. I imagine that gurus feel that all the fucking time. They feel that constantly. They just feel like an overwhelming amount of love for this universe and for the people around them and who they are. It's kind of like that feeling of oneness, that feeling of connectivity with everything around you, which I can't say that I'm there right now on my journey, but I, I got a glimpse of it in that moment. And that is, that to me is the meaning of life. <laughs> I really wish that I could capture that moment and just disperse it and sprinkle it on you right now and just for you to feel that right now because that was so beautiful it was so beautiful she just it was just like love <laughs> just like love <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a romantic love like an infatuation with someone but it's just like love love for love for the, the color of this skirt love for the ocean love for the palm trees Love for wherever you're at in your environment right now. Love, love for the, the cushions that you're sitting on right now. Love for the sky. Love for these beautiful flowers over there that I just, they're so magentary pink, they're so pretty. Um, but that is the osmosis of love, is that when we really cultivate that inner love for ourselves, and we really tend to ourselves, and we, we, we do nice things for ourselves, we allow ourselves to receive goodness, we allow ourselves to absorb the kindness that other people are trying to show us we absorb the beauty from the flowers and I mean that in a literal sense like you look at flowers or you look at nature and you just absorb its vibrancy you absorb its vitality you'll start to see love everywhere honestly that's really what I've been feeling right now it's just this ability to just be smiling for no reason and have these rushes of energy going off my body which at first I thought, maybe it's just like what they call the chills. For example, someone says that the chills occur going up your spine because someone's stepping on your grave. I don't know how much I believe in that, but the chills is actually chi, life force, energy going up your body. And I, I experience this with increasing intensity and frequency. The more I just really focus on being a more loving person. Being a more loving person. And that's something that I've really been learning how to do more of with my partner. And I feel like I'm just so feeling so grateful right now that I am coming to a place in my spiritual journey where I don't really feel that those old feelings of anxiety that I used to feel of not really feeling desirable enough and a lot of times I'd tell myself also this belief that I'm not feminine enough and the reason I'm sharing this with you is because those things they don't really resonate with me anymore but I want to share with you anyway because I feel like there's a lot of people that watch my channel that actually do resonate with that just this feeling of inherently not feeling enough in your love life especially not really feeling deserving of someone that's actually available present with you, kind to you, 
But again, it's, it's this idea of if you want something, then be it yourself firstly. I really feel that I had to heal that part of me that was emotionally unavailable so that I could really attract and magnetize someone to me that is genuinely so lovingly present and kind and open and is teaching me how to be so vulnerable. I had to, I had to match that frequency first by, for example, not projecting my old shit onto uh, him or the people that I meet. Because, for example, if I had played out those patterns again, I would just really have this etched belief that um, I don't feel enough to keep this person interested. And, for example, the way that this unconscious mechanism played out tangibly in my life was I would often feel that I would hold myself back a bit and I'd try and play it cool and try and seem more detached than I actually was because I was afraid of really being open. I was afraid of saying how I actually felt. I was afraid of showing deep, true interest, genuine interest, because there was a part of me at the back of my mind that kind of feared, what if this isn't reciprocated? So essentially I felt like I had to play it safe. And that's, that's those small little ways that we kind of put these barriers up. But in the past, for example, I would just be in a state of um, overanalyzing people's behavior towards me. But trying, trying to play it cool on the surface, trying to play it cool, but deep down just feeling this resurfacing feeling of, do I actually deserve this? And the thing is, when you're in that state of consciousness, you do believe that those things are true. You do kind of question yourself a lot and you, you really maybe don't feel valuable. But this is not the truth. A lot of the spiritual journey is just really uncovering what is the actual truth of the situation. I've been working with a client lately who has made such amazing progress. Such amazing progress. I'm so proud of him. Um, it's been so amazing to see him blossoming throughout the time we've been working together. But um, one of his beliefs was that he didn't really feel competent. He didn't really feel capable of uh, trying new challenges and really stepping up to the plate because he feared getting things wrong or failing or missing opportunities. And the thing is, when, when, when you become aware of those kind of distorted perceptions that you have of yourself, it's very helpful just to know and reassure yourself that these, excuse me, these are distortions of how you see yourself. When you're looking at your limiting beliefs and you're looking up at your self-deprecating beliefs, they might seem true on the surface because you've believed in them for so long. It's kind of like a habitual, just, this is how it is. This is just who I am. This is just my fixed personality and it's never going to change, which is the way I also saw myself in the past when I would tell myself that I don't have any common sense because I used to be called an idiot a lot when I was younger. But, so you, you think that it's true because you're so used to it. You just think, oh, well, that's just who I am. That's just the way it's always been and the way it's always going to be. But it's not true. We project out, we literally project that reality onto our lived experience so that we're seeing things through the lens of that. So for example, if you see if you see yourself as not feeling 
worthy or deserving of love, of genuine kindness from other people, of someone actually pursuing you and being interested in you and mutually liking you, then you will be wearing this tinted pair of glasses. I like to imagine it's a tinted pair of glasses where you're just seeing everyone you meet or every encounter that you have, every connection that you have through the lens of that feeling of unworthiness. So that even if someone available comes along, you'll still be seeing them through this distorted pair of glasses. You'll be kind of questioning, oh my God, is this person actually genuine? Is this person, does this person actually really like me? Or you might start thinking they're being really needy even when they're just being available, they're actually just showing you interest for once. And really it's a, it's a case of allowing yourself to accept, accept that osmosis of love that someone is trying to give to you. Allowing that to infuse within you, just like the lemongrass is infused in your cup of tea. You have to let it sit and infuse and it might take some time. It might take some time, but you gotta let it in. You've got to let it in. And for example, I, f I feel like I felt this, this fear of rejection. This fear of rejection that kind of felt like a lingering feeling inside of me. And I just didn't want to face the, the pain of that happening again, for example. But as you grow on your spiritual journey and you become more self-assured and you just, you start to go through different experiences that show you that, yeah, I'm actually going to be okay. The more you learn to self-soothe, the more you realise, actually, I'm going to be okay. Like, I can handle the feeling of rejection, for example. You just say to yourself that. I'm someone that can handle this. I'm someone that can handle the things that come my way, whether they go right or whether they go wrong. It doesn't, it's not really a case of things go right or wrong anymore. It's just a case of what did you learn? Did you learn something? So for example, with my client, I was saying to him, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a failure if you actually took a chance and you tried. Like if you want to start a new business or you want to start a new job, or you want to grab that new opportunity that's coming your way. How could you ever fail if you actually give yourself permission to try? You can't have failed because at least you took a shot. At least you took a chance instead of just doing what you usually do and shying away from opportunity or shying away from love purely because you wanna stay safe over here. The comfort zone, the safe zone, yeah, it's safe, of course it's safe. It's like holding onto the rocks at the shore. Being like, yeah, I'm fine over here. Everything's fine over here. But if you want to really feel, you wanna feel the water, you wanna really go into the, into the ocean, for example, you wanna see the fish, you want to feel the waves. You want to lap in all of the sunshine that's going into the center of the ocean. Baby, you've got to, you've got to let go of the, the, the shore. You've got, got to let go of holding on so much. So I said to him, you know, it's never a failure. As long as you try, you can say to yourself, well, at least I'm opening myself up. At least I'm allowing myself to learn, because especially when you're starting something new or you're entering a new relationship, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to find things that really challenge you. You're going to find some of your unresolved feelings come up. A feeling like it's too much for you or you just want to pull away, which is something that I experienced. I had this feeling of this is too much for me, I just want to pull away. But instead of going there and just pushing away, 
had to be lovingly present with it. I had to, be, I had to sit with it and work through it and just sprinkle a little bit more loving presence into the equation so that you can transmute the wound so that you can essentially be vulnerable and go out into the sea not clinging on for dear life but really allowing yourself to fully enjoy the water and let it let it caress you let it nourish you so i just like to you to reflect on where in your life are you perhaps projecting your past insecurities or your past doubts or fears of betrayal or of distrust of men or women or fear of being neglected, a fear of not feeling wanted onto, or fear of closeness onto your current situation in your life. How is that showing up in your life now? This is a practice and exercise of really becoming conscious of ourselves, becoming conscious of the ways in which our unconscious beliefs, for example, of, I don't feel good enough, I don't feel desirable, I don't feel wanted, people don't actually like me, people don't actually want me. Taking our unconscious beliefs, making them conscious so we can actually look at them, but also looking at also how are they embodied? How are they actually playing out practically and tangibly in our lives? For example, we might push people away when they try and get so close to us. Or we might be withholding from dating because we're too scared to get put ourselves back out there again. Or we might always be too picky about the people that we're dating because no one's good enough for us when in, in actuality we're just kind of closing ourselves off. Because we're, we have these high expectations of how someone should be in our head that no one can ever meet them. Which again, it keeps you safe because it's, it means you never really get close to anyone. Or perhaps you always test people, you always test people and see how interested they are in you by playing games. Like if they don't text me back for five days, I'm not gonna text them back for 10 days kind of thing. <laughs> it's just really a case of becoming aware of all these different unconscious mechanisms that are infiltrating in our daily lived experience so that we're not just talking about intellectual ideas. We're not just doing the inner work in sense of uh, becoming aware of the intellectual beliefs that we hold about ourselves but how are these beliefs actually manifest in our everyday life and then whenever these things do surface we're just present with them we don't judge them for example when i felt this this desire to pull away for for that fear that fear came back up again the fear of what this person isn't actually interested in me this is too much for me i just sat with it Sprinkle a little love on there. <laughs> and you can literally just imagine that you're doing that. Just sprinkle a little bit of love. It's like seasoning a good dish. Dash of salt, pepper, a little bit of love on there. And you might find that actually this becomes a lot more easy to deal with because you're not judging yourself. A lot of, a lot of times I find that, um, especially people that message me on Instagram, they, they judge themselves and they shame themselves for feeling insecure. Which is why I find that I actually really want to talk more about um, dating and relationships on my channel and just love life in general because I know that there are a lot of people that really judge themselves and make themselves feel ashamed for feeling insecure and I, I would experience that as well it was like a, a, an insecurity of being insecure like I had to just constantly be confident all the time that's the thing again it's about being vulnerable being vulnerable enough to admit that yeah I feel I feel insecure from time to time 
and not really placing that such a high expectation and demand and pressure on yourself to always be confident, to always have it together, to have no fear whatsoever. That's just not true. It's totally human and totally normal to experience those insecurities. It's simply what are you doing with it? Are you allowing them to fester within your heart so that you stay really close? So you never really let anyone in? Are you unloading it onto other people, expecting them to manage your emotions for you and just depending on them all the time to make you feel whole about yourself? Because from that space, you're not really gonna be the vibrational frequency to attract someone that is emotionally healthy. So we also have to become very cognizant of the ways in which we place demands on other people to make us feel better about ourselves. To complete us. And that's where neediness comes in. It comes from this desire to just win over someone. To finally win them over. And again, it comes back to also uh, it, that being an addiction in a way. If that's you, if that resonates with you, let me know in the comments. Uh, if you find that you always want to kind of win people over, you want them to pursue you so much, you want them to chase you, you want them to make you their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. And you find that such an incessant need for you to feel validated, like you want someone to finally call you their boyfriend or girlfriend so you can receive that validation. Just become conscious of that. Something else I became aware of is this, is this desire within me to want to feel special, to feel really, really special. And it's still, it's still something that is prevalent for me, but I'm just asking myself now and doing something with it. And instead of, you know, just unconsciously living within that, I'm asking myself, why? Why do I feel the need to be so special, to stand out amongst the rest? And usually a lot of times when we reflect on these things, it just comes back to an inner, uh, inner feeling of um, lack of love. And then once, once we, become, we become aware of that, that's the, that's the inner problem, that's the inner source, we don't judge ourselves, we just simply find ways to fill ourselves back up with love through osmosis, by taking ourselves for a walk in nature. For me, something that fills me up with love pretty much instantly is chatting with you. Literally, I'm in paradise right now. I'm in, I'm in heaven right now, just chatting with you in the sunshine, in nature. I did say on the last week of groceries, that is literally like all I really love doing so much. It's pure enjoyment. So thank you for being here with me. But again, you know, how can you find more ways to really fill up your love tank to recharge yourself to replenish yourself that does not necessarily involve other people doing that job for you or slipping back into mechanisms or tendencies of for example having loads of promiscuous sex to try and fill up that hole or immersing yourself in things that are kind of self-destructive for you like getting really drunk all the time really about what are the kinds of things that recharge me and replenish me rather than sap away my energy and my capacity to be loving because once you fill yourself up with love you increase your frequency 
by tending to yourself when you're feeling sad, tending to yourself when you're feeling lonely. You will ultimately have so much more energy and life force to give by osmosis to other people in a way that does not deplete you but actually shares out the love that you feel for yourself. That is where I feel like I'm really experiencing a vibrant and emotionally healthy relationship is a state, a state where we both cultivate that happiness that we feel within our own purpose, within our own lives individually, and then collaborating to create essentially like a, a supernova where we share, we share that joy together. So if you're watching this right now and you feel insecure in your love life, or you just don't really feel good enough. I just want to reassure you that this is a distorted way of seeing yourself. It's a distortion. It's clouded by your own past experiences that you're then filtering over the way that you see your life. But just because certain people treated you a certain way in the past, just because people by implication through their actions or lack of actions made you feel or you internalized that it meant that you weren't good enough. It meant that you weren't deserving enough, that you weren't lovable or desirable. You must see that this is a pair of glasses that you're wearing, tinted glasses, that's coloring your perception. And then you can just look at them and be like, holy shit, why am I wearing glasses? I don't even need glasses. Because you realize that underneath your vision is 2020. That's when you can take the glasses off and start seeing the actual truth that you are lovable simply for being who you are. And I'm not here to validate you and tell you that I'm here to reflect back to you that that is a reality you can experience because it's the truth. But I want you to hear that from yourself, not from me necessarily. I'm just reminding you. I want you to really feel that from within yourself. And reassure yourself of that. Otherwise you're going to continuously filter the way that you interact with yourself and your self-talk and with other people through that filter of your past experiences and memories of when maybe someone cheated on you or memories of when you just really didn't feel like you were enough to, uh, to please other people. And that's why loving presence exists in the now. It is only through the now you can really start to shatter the deluded holds that these kinds of beliefs have on you. It is only through the now that we really dissipate the illusion these kinds of beliefs create so that people can actually see the full totality of who you are right now and love you for that. But the prerequisite for that for that osmosis to reach you and nourish you and come into you is that you love yourself firstly. You love yourself enough to let go of those feelings of unworthiness and start actually accessing the inner truth behind that distortion. From that space you will really start to be able to receive all the goodness that people want to show you. And it is, it is part of the feminine principle, the feminine essence, to be able to receive. 
and maybe I'll speak about this more in more another video but um, I've really been feeling so uh, so much more connected to my my feminine energy lately sorry it's bloody hot here but I wouldn't change a thing I wouldn't change a thing oh. <laughs> joy the joys of living oh. I just really love being outside of England I just love being in the Sun oh I'm sorry if I'm sorry if you're somewhere really cold right now and you just kind of you can live vicariously through me right now we're traveling together we're on this journey together um, but yeah I've really been feeling super connected to my feminine energy my my ability to just be a more vulnerable expanded version of myself and again that's something that I feel I've received by osmosis through my partner is this ability to really just open my heart more and be more vulnerable not just with him but also just in my life in general and also with you and to be to be vulnerable I feel is a very feminine aspect it's just to to totally surrender yourself to what might happen to totally surrender to yourself surrender to um, to just fully being yourself and being more open about that and being okay with that relinquishing that shame excuse me relinquishing the shame over who you are basically and so especially with this little thing that I have on right now it's like a little tiara this is a rose quartz and I just feel I just feel like a goddess I'm not gonna lie it makes me feel like a goddess and I'm wearing this like really beautiful skirt and I've had my eyelashes done and I've painted my nails for the first time in years and I had a, a manicure and a pedicure and it's just all these things obviously these are external reflections of uh, feminine aesthetic but it's also kind of a mirror for the changes that I've been going through and shifts that I've been going through in activating and reawakening more of my divine feminine energy within me so that these internal shifts are actually being amplified and felt in the ways that I'm walking differently, talking differently, behaving differently, embodying this new energy and reflecting that in my external. But as you start to make those, the more of those shifts in self-love, you'll find this ability to really express yourself more unapologetically naturally starts to awaken. The more you start seeing the truth and the clarity of who you actually are, knowing that there's nothing wrong with that, it's okay to be you, you can love yourself fully, totally, and give yourself permission to do that, you will naturally start finding that you just allow a more uninhibited version of yourself, not really version of yourself, it's rather the, the reality of who you are, to flourish and to come through. And be able to express yourself more for that. So yes, maybe I'll talk about that in a future chat with you, just about this expansion of feminine energy. No matter what gender you are, by the way, this can resonate with anyone because feminine energy is not necessarily just delegated towards women because uh, it exists inside of all of us in various amounts but I just really feel this this new appreciation for not only the beauty around me but also the beauty inside of myself and really allowing myself to feel that really allowing myself to surrender to that because I was actually saying to my client as well that oftentimes there's a weird there's a weird kind of dichotomy in self-love where people think oh well it's good we're being encouraged like love yourself self-love is amazing 
But then if you do it too much, other people think you're narcissistic and full of yourself. And if you do it too little, then you're not really uh, appreciating yourself enough. So there's like this weird kind of uh, pressure on how do we get self-love right? And obviously I made the whole series on how to grow self-love in seven days, which you can watch if you're not familiar with what that is. Um, but honestly, I would say it's just really honoring yourself totally and fully and just allowing yourself to love who you are without feeling conceited for doing that. Because to be vain, to be vain and conceited and narcissistic means that you love yourself at the expense of other people. You honor yourself at the expense of uh, other people, as in you, you, you're thereby putting other people down to elevate yourself, to feel that self-love. But in truth, self-love is, is a, an all-encompassing kind of thing where that self-love you feel for yourself, honouring yourself, being totally okay with who you are, feeling confident for who you are, and just totally being okay with sharing that with other people. Like, yeah, today I feel really good. Or today, yeah, I feel like I look really good today. And being okay with that and not really feeling that self-judgment or, or shame over fully owning who you are, that is what creates the, the high concentration of love that can then, by osmosis, reach other people as well. Because they're gonna feel, and they're gonna feel that vibe that you exude. And naturally, they will, able to be, they will be able to tap more into the love that they feel for themselves through you. Through you, showing them that, hey, okay, if, if I'm cultivating this energy, this frequency, and, and allowing that to infuse through you, it means that you can also give yourself permission to love yourself too. That's why, for example, I love... I love um, Heather from Activation Vibration on YouTube because I see her so effortlessly, um, well it appears to be effortless, um, obviously people have their own struggles as well, but I see her so vibrantly just claiming her goddess energy and just being totally okay with that, that rawness of it, just being like yeah this is who I am, I feel like a queen, I feel like a goddess and just being okay with that and it really uh, allowed me to access and tap into that as well being like, oh, actually, it's, it's okay to feel that good about myself. I'm allowed to feel that way. I'm allowed to feel that, that much love for myself. And the same applies to you as well. You are totally allowed to, to do that. You are totally allowed to fully accept yourself. It's allowed. It's not forbidden. It's allowed. <laughs> it's allowed. You're allowed to do that. Be free. Be free, my children. <laughs> so I think I'm going to wrap it up here. I've had a really great time. Uh, I honestly didn't really know what I was going to talk about for this weekly groceries, but as, as it always happens, uh, we always find things to talk about anyway together. Uh, but let me know in the comments what you thought about this, if you'd like to hear me talk more about um, these kinds of topics. I'm really just loving it. This has been one of my favourite weekly groceries, actually. Um, not because of what we were talking about necessarily, but just the kind of energy that I feel like I'm in right now. I'm just really fucking blessed to be alive right now to experience planet earth thank you for being alive at the same time as me thank you for growing alongside me thank you for growing the garden of your life together with mine it's a pleasure it's always such a pleasure um to have you here to see this community expanding um and i'm just super duper grateful for that so i'm sending you lots and lots of love i'm sending you sunshine in a bottle in a jar so you can just smash it open and just be like blinded by all the light that's coming your way um but otherwise thank you so much for watching and listening 
Uh, let me know how your week was. Let me know if you have any questions, things you want me to answer for you, any problems that you are going through right now, particularly, you know, related to this episode and talking about love life and your relationships and dating. Please, let me know. Let me know. I would love to help you unravel those. Um, and also, I'd just like to quickly mention that, oh, two things, actually. I'm having the Goddess Circle, the Garden of Illumination, which is like a virtual women's circle, on the 16th of April, which will be the new full moon in Libra, I believe, which I'll put links to in the description box below. Um, it's donation basis, so sign up and contribute whatever you feel. We'll be gathering and connecting and I'll be uh, doing live coaching. And also I have availability for one-to-one -one coaching. So if you'd like to work with me in a one-to-one -one setting to help unravel your inner insecurities, things that are really holding you back from fully shining and feeling comfortable with who you are, especially related to self-worth, or self, lack of self-trust and please get in touch with me if you resonate with my content um, I would love to be a facilitator for you I'd love to be a guide for you so yes I just want to let you know that there's availability for that which I'll put links to in the description box below as well but otherwise thank you for being here and I will see you in my next video bye bye <laughs>